Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Nick Houselman, and this is an announcement to let you know that we are going to be doing a new series called The Weekender over on Patreon that will appear every Friday. And this is a little sneak preview so you can get a handle on what it's like and why you'd want to go over there and join the Patreon and be part of that community, which has been incredible and amazing with a lot of people there and a lot of great conversations. So uh, here it is. Check it out. And uh, feel free to check out the actual Patreon as well at patreon.com slash Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekender edition of the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Jerry D. Sexton here with Nick Houseman. Um, we're, we're recording this on January 21st, 2021, the day after Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. has been inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States of America. Um, he was not arrested. A, uh, a, a, a paramilitary fascistic group of QAnon believers and shamans did not rush the dais and perform digital soldier arrest. Uh, he, he was inaugurated, apparently, if he's not a clone, which some people are already claiming, uh, that he's in the White House, he's doing things, all of that. We're going to get into some of the developments, uh, what we need to take from this inauguration, the messaging, as well as uh, answer some questions from our loyal Patreon supporters. I'm excited about that. But before we get to anything, after four long-ass years... Nick, how how are you feeling? Because I have a lot of thoughts, I have a lot of feelings, I have a lot of emotions. How where where are you? What how are we feeling one day into the Biden presidency and one day removed from the Trump presidency? Well, I I might have slept a lot better last night than I had in a while. Uh, might have. I I kind of feel like that's what happened to me. Like sort of a little bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. It certainly is nice. I think that there was some stats saying that the misinformation on um, social media has so dramatically gone down simply by removing Trump from Twitter um, that it just everything seems to have shifted a little bit. Now, I think the worry, obviously, is the complacency that comes with that, where we get back to the situation where we you know we're just kind of living our lives. Nothing is going to bother us too much about politics and they'll do whatever they're doing in the back rooms with the smoking cigars and whatnot. And that, that is certainly a concern that we can't let happen. But uh, I think for at least a few days, I would enjoy just kind of like existing, just existing and not have to not have to have that uh, emotional meter go up or down or anything. Just have it be a smooth, straight line for a few days and just to recover. You know, I was talking with somebody about this um, earlier today. It it feels like what I have to imagine. It probably felt like. So, you know, World War One or World War Two ends one day you're at war and then the next you're 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 not. You know what I mean? Like it just it just stopped like this epoch is over and all of a sudden and, and I, I, I see you're, you're a little hesitant to call it a war, but it's more about a crisis and the crisis isn't over but the foremost sort of tendril of it that that donald trump could be the president of the united states while um you know using america for as much profit as humanly possible but also engaging in like wanton abuse of us 
<laughs> and gaslighting us and lying openly to us and using us and just sort of denying that a few thousand of us were dying every single day. It it feels like we have just sort of moved out of one specific awful trauma. And it's 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 almost like you you get off a treadmill and your your legs still feel like they're moving. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I like that analogy for sure. I, I think that the the worry here is that more and more is going to come out about how ineffective this administration yeah. was. We've already there heard was no for the vaccine. Well, okay, Fauci. You know, Fauci walked that back a little bit, right? He made it a little bit more clear. And I, I'm gonna, you know, there, there wasn't like no plan. Fauci looks like a guy who's been held in a basement for a few years and all of a sudden he's seeing yeah. like the But it was so nice to see him smile. Like just a smile up there was so nice. And all by himself to be able to, you know, espouse his expertise without anybody over his shoulder. Um, I mean, you know, if he might write the book or somebody might write a book and, and it'll really expose what's going on. And we're going to find out. Um, so I feel like as these things are going to trickle out across the entire government, we're going to find out yep. the, the intentional – uh, horrific things they did. Um, the real question is, we're probably going to be sitting here waiting for the right to get it. Yes. We're like, yes. see, now yep. do you get it? Yep. And what's going to happen, Jared? They're not going to get it. No. <laughs> they will not acknowledge it. There is nope. never going to be this moment when you would think, like, finally, they're going to say, oh, well, Obama did the same thing. Clinton was the same, was worse, you know? They're going to go on the whole that whole thing. And I actually I don't I don't know if you saw this today like on on the social medias. I actually watched a lot of people who seemed legitimately shocked that the right didn't change overnight. Do you know what I mean that they're still engaged in bad faith bullshit that they're still peddling the same conspiracy theories. In fact, some of them are doubling down. I mean, they really are. I mean, they're, they're, they they recognize that there's a lane. Marjorie Taylor Greene filed paperwork to impeach Joe Biden today on the first day of his presidency. And people, I, I, I think a lot of people expected that once that page got turned, that something fundamentally would change. I actually think that Biden's message that like the Republican Party is actually good people. And once they get away from Trump that, you know, we might have something different. I think a lot of people actually took that for granted. I think a lot of people actually believe that. Well, to hear the Fox News analysis of his inauguration speech, oh. because I mean, I thought it was important to call it out what it is that he was having. We have to recover, overcome and, and, and recover from. What do you um, if you had to really quickly, what what grade would you give the, the Biden inauguration speech? Well, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, th what's informing me on this one is what Chris Wallace said, which I'm assuming everyone did see, which was and I, he's probably his story. I don't I don't I don't doubt his acumen about every inauguration speech since JFK. So he said he studied them since JFK and he said it's the best one he's ever heard. And, um, you know, rhetorical flourish aside, um, it might be because it was one of those moments where he, he had an opportunity to gloss over all these things and not really call them out for the, all the mistakes and all, not the mistakes or the things that Trump did to, to for divisiveness. Um, the fact that he was willing to say it out loud like that, I thought was bold and uh, important. But I would, yeah, 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 go ahead. 
Well, grade. You gotta you gotta give a grade. That's what oh, okay. So the grade. I mean, I give it an A. It was easily A A A something A plus. I don't know. Yeah, very. Great. I, I I have to tell you, and and before I say this, I want to state because this is an important thing. This is our first podcast of the Biden administration, right? We have we have already told people and warned people. We are straight shooters. We will talk about when this thing works and when it doesn't work. We're not we're not partisan, uh, you know, hacks. Like we will admit when something goes wrong or something goes astray. He knocked it out of the ballpark. That that was an incredibly written put together speech by Biden. And the message, um, you know, and unity is one thing, but actually talking about partisan discord. I mean, the president of the United States of America said the phrase white supremacy in an inaugural address. And, you know, there was a certain there was a certain messaging to, I think, a portion of the right to be like, I think that you have gone astray. You aligned with something really, really dangerous. And maybe some of you want to come home. Not everybody will. We don't need to reach across the aisle. We don't need to talk to QAnon people about their bullshit. We don't need to talk to Trumpists. But there might be some people who are willing to walk away and, and offer them safe harbor. I think the speech nailed it. I actually think the messaging um, of the last few months of, of the Biden people and the way they've constructed this thing, which we're going to talk about that before we get to questions. Uh, I, I think it's been pretty stellar. And I, I thought that that speech yesterday was uh, Im- impeccably read. I mean, the whole day really uh, was was impeccably done. Uh, I, I hate to sort of go back, well, yeah, and look at how it worked in 2016, but like to compare what they did and what they were able to do, because again, they couldn't get very much talent to come and perform and be part of this or, or even organize the damn thing uh, for, for Trump. 2017 was a hellscape, Nick. Yeah. I, I was at that inauguration and it was, <laughs> it was, it, I have to tell you, I got off the train at five in the morning uh, in Washington, D.C. I rode a boozy train of Trump supporters up from Savannah, Georgia. It was horrific the entire way up. 5 a.m. I get to Washington, D.C. I heard more racism and misogyny and fascistic ideology within the first half hour of getting off that train than I'd heard most of my life. It continued the rest of the day, and my day ended with me in the middle of a riot getting a flashbang thrown at my feet and then sitting at a bar with a NATO representative telling me, I don't (laughs) think we can trust this man with any secrets. This is going to be a rough four years. Four years ago was hellish. Hellish. Think, think about what you just said, though. You know, you hadn't heard that kind of misogyny and racism like out loud, in, you know, in a long, long time. And it Not was literally back in the day. Yeah. yeah OK. Sure. And so and it was like what? Maybe like a month after. No, sorry. It was two months after the election. So that whole, you know, incubated period between the, the election and when he took over, like, um, it really just, you know, somebody had described it on Twitter, like when you when you pull up the carpet uh, uh, underneath is like dirt or maybe you take a rock that had been there and you Mold. see all the worms and yeah. all the things that are now getting sunlight for the first time ever. And, um, you know, it, it, that, that is the issue. That's the question we have now is because do those worms get put back under the soil to live you know, in the darkness again or well, have they tasted it? And now we're going to be stuck with that, uh, you know, in our soup. I, I oh, that sounds <laughs> awful. I, I, I do have to say, and, and I'd be interested to see what your opinion is on this. Um, I'm glad Trump wasn't there. But yeah. 
But it also, and, and real fast, we'd be remiss if we didn't point out that his goodbye, quote unquote, speech, he had one written that was just a basic goodbye speech. And then he went up there and riffed for a while. And he basically went up and was just like, fuck everybody. This was a grift from the very beginning. I think it's probably funny that people got killed, you know, because, you know, they're cultists and they believe in me. And later on, I'm going to be playing golf. I'll see you later. Um, he Have treated it. Yeah, he he treated it more or less probably like he treated his four bankruptcies where he's like, you know, one day he's talking about how Trump Taj Mahal is the greatest property in the world. And the next day he's like, oh, it's a dump. I would never go back. You know, I, I, I think it was a total salesman job. I'm glad he wasn't at the inauguration, but him not being there gave a real easy access to people pretending like everything was back to normal. Like, you know, just not having that rat bastard in the crowd sort of allowed us to be like, oh, we've moved on and we don't have to worry about this thing. And I, I actually think that that is um, that is a piece of 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 of, of the moment that I, I don't think I'm going to forget for a while, which is Nick, they they were they were talking about outfits. They were talking about fashion. They were, you know, they, they were talking like. It, it turned into a meme, memeable affair. And, and the next thing you know, it's not just the worms and the rot and the mold. It's not just are we going to repair it or not. It's like, ah, put a chair over it. Nobody will pay attention to that. Just put a nice chair over it. We're just not going to worry about it. And anybody who has put, put aside or delayed necessary renovations in a house or a building, they, mm. they, they don't stay hidden. You know, that, that stuff, it, it has a tendency to get worse and it'll bring the entire house down. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon-exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the Muckrake community, which are a really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you.